Oh, you didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is Side Out Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. <laughs> Hey, it's Rotor Animal. <laughs> what a rush. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you monkey, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius of the glory and renown, Lanny Thomas. Well, what's up, all you stars and stars? This is Maria. This is Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. I said, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog, got his own microphone, Tony, Larry, Mike, and JJ, all caps, sexy. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, everybody, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am your interim WNLGM. The Bronx father himself, Don Bronx. But thank God for me and thank God for you. I am not alone tonight. No, no. Joining me on the phone line, he is the original founder and host of Wrestling News Live. You love him. You hate him. But thankfully, if you hate him, he doesn't give a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trey Dog is in the house. Guess who's back? <laughs> Don't piss me off! They say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker, rip it back it up. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker, rip it back it up. I uh, saw bits and pieces of Raw. I didn't see the whole thing, but I will uh, do my best with what I saw. I thought but, that Shawn uh, Michaels was like an old man. What happened to Shawn? 
he's chilling, you know, when, you, when you're home for a while and you're just, you know, not probably working out as judiciously as you used to when you were an active competitor. That's not surprising, really, but. Well, he just, I mean, I couldn't put my finger, I couldn't put my finger on what it was. It wasn't that he's not, you know, still, you know, in physically sh- decent shape. Well, yeah, I mean, I still kill to be in that type of shape. It's just that I think we're so used to seeing these guys in, you know, uh, wrestling shape that when we see them out of wrestling shape, it's like, you know, wow. Yeah. So it was good to see Sean back tonight for nothing else than, you know. Well, he's go ahead. I'm sorry. It was a markout moment, definitely. The crowd went apeshit nuts as usual. And for a segment that some people may say went a little long, we'll get to that in a bit. But the segment with him and Triple H, I thought it was brilliant. Last night was the uh, TNA against All Odds pay-per-view. Yes. And, of course, we enjoyed the show. Um, oh. Other than the Jesse Swordson moment. We thought it was a great, great show. <clears throat> and it got shit on today. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I, uh, I had to work last night, so as soon as it was time, I turned on the law to see what the pulse of the, the people were going to be, and man, I'm just like, are you kidding me? You know, they were attacking the crowd in Orlando saying that, you know, and I agree with them, they need to get out of Orlando. But they were saying things like the crowd last night was dead. They were nothing but corpses. And I'm like, shit, from what I remember here, they were pretty pretty loud and pumped up chanting during the, the matches. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. You know, I don't listen to, to the law. Yeah, I just don't don't listen to it. But, I mean, really? I mean, that's, you know, what I'd like to do is set up a forum where, do you like TNA or did, did you like last night's pay-per-view or not? And people say no. And then and before you can click fucking submit, you have to fucking tell me why. You have to type what are your reasons. And well, I, mean, I don't, you know. These guys have been around so long that they just have a hard time liking anything anymore. I really don't know the last time I heard them positive about either brand. You know, they're not just tearing down TNA. They tear down the WWE. Also, but yeah, we said it last night before we went off or before I went off the air for the show, you know, we had made the comment of, we think that this pay-per-view is a B or a B plus. What's the general public going to think and how are they going to trash this tomorrow? And we were right. Um, I think a big part of it is that company um, they just got to get out of the impact zone. I mean, granted, that wasn't their problem last night. But like I said, you do those two shows and televise them from Wembley Arena where you've got rabid, screaming, diehard fans. And it looks like what you expect a wrestling show to look like. You know, a sold-out live venue. And then you go, boom, back to the impact zone that holds a handful of those people. Yeah, it doesn't look the same. And that's the problem. It didn't have the the big-time look and the big-time feel 
of the pay-per-view because it was done in the same place that their weekly television is done. I mean, there's, there's, I, I, to me, with this company, one of their major problems is how they're perceived by the public. And that's because if I did Wrestling News Live, you know, with a webcam, and we did it three nights a month from my living room, and then on one Sunday a month, we charged you guys 60 bucks and the same we did the same segment we did news we did raw we did phone calls and emails live from my living room when you ask yourself what what am i getting differently than what i get for free because when they do their pay-per-views live from the impact zone orlando to me, I gotta be honest with you. And I guess I'm one of the few. Right now, the Impact product does not bother me. I enjoy the shit out of it. I agree. So when they do a pay-per-view of the quality that they did last night, live from the Impact Zone, didn't it feel like just another good episode of Impact to you guys? Well, yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that. I mean, but, you know, as far as them getting shit on, I don't think it mattered if they would have been in another arena and got 60,000 people last night. It still would have got shit on. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I can't can't say that. I can't can't say that. That's a variable. That's a variable that you can't can't say because you don't know. It didn't happen. Um, I honestly think that if that pay-per-view would have been in any other city um, with I'm talking about the, the look and the feel of a pay-per-view if it looked anything like those two live shows from Wembley Arena in the UK I guarantee you 60% of the haters today would not have hated or have hated as much. Well, see, the problem is I'm not aware of what the expense is at doing a pay-per-view at a bigger Apparently arena. Apparently a lot. Yeah, I mean... But here's the problem with that, and I know where you're going, and you're yeah. right. But here's the deal. And here's the information. You know, it's 2012. I would like to get... the information from Dixie or the front office. At one time we had talked about TNA would be the perfect blueprint to cut back to say six pay-per-views a year. Absolutely. And the problem with that was they couldn't, because they had a contract with in-demand programming to provide them 12 shows. Right. I got to think that contract has been up and reapplied or redone. And if so, that's a mistake. Um, I think that when and if that contract is over with in-demand television, they need to set up a new one for six months and do six pay-per-views a year 
and every six of every single one of those six should be at, at and right, exactly an outside venue to like you said make it feel different from watching impact because i think that's a big big problem it's perception is a big thing because perception involves vision right what yeah, this is a set up for a good joke on you um <laughs> although it could be uh perception is vision vision is how you see things and how you interpret and you know if impact wasn't shot in hd it was you know poorly lit and shot with a you know horrible camera you'd know right you know then you go and charge people 50 bucks a show to shoot it the same way and don't change a single thing but what are you giving the people well, I mean, even when I go back and watch the show at Wembley, even the you talk about vision, even the acoustics, even audio-wise, it was so different. It had the feel of a WWE event. It had the feel, just even if you were a person just even listening to the pay-per-view, you could just tell the acoustics of the arena. It was a much bigger place. I get where you're coming from, and I agree. They should limit themselves six pay-per-views a year and make sure every goddamn one of them's at the road on the road and hell make two of them in england every year i mean they're over in fucking england use that strength yeah i mean go home with the girl you took to the dance right and i think if tna would set up bound for glory and put it in the uk that that would be Huge. And then do a couple of weeks worth of tapings leading up to it. Do the pay-per-view. Do a couple of weeks tapings coming out of it from the from the venue. You know, I just wanted to hit on that because I know that TNA got trashed today. It's, it's so unjustifiable. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I think the arena is only part of it. I, think I didn't just- see... I didn't see one person, and I I like to think. Here I go. I'm setting myself up for failure here. I don't even know if I should say this. If I say this, it could backfire. Well, look at it this way: it won't be the first time. So I would say, go ahead and say it. <laughs> I would like to think that in the overall grand scheme of things at the end of the day our chat room on a nightly basis is smarter and a little more knowledgeable than a lot of other chat rooms now with that being said I didn't see now correct me if I'm wrong Right. Of course, asking you to correct me on something that I didn't see is probably not easy. But <laughs> I didn't see a single person compare last night's TNA pay per view to Starcade '97. Right. Neither did I. Did anybody no. else? You no. know, and. 
I heard a lot of that last night and a lot of that today, and I guess I missed it because I remember Starcade 97. And I don't remember seeing it, you know, last night at all. I liked the finish of the main event. I agree. The only the only black eye, and I said this last night, other than the Jesse Swordson thing, the only black eye on the entire pay-per-view is that it was done the impact zone. Yeah, other than that, other than that, I thought it was a great show. I I would love to see, you know, just to, to, to keep on this for a moment, I would like to see, love to see what TNA could have could do with WCW's money. Can you imagine? You well know? maybe early WCW money. Oh, yeah. Because you got to think that by the time WCW was winning Monday Night War, they already had cancer from within. Right. And no, I'm not talking about Hogan and the NWO and Hall and Nash. That wasn't their problem. That was what that was what put them over the top. What was killing WCW is that WCW and TNT executives would go to these television conventions and they have them in radio also. I've been to them. They're, they're kind of funny to watch. But people from TNT were going to these television conventions and they were embarrassed to admit that their number one most viewed product was a wrestling show. Yeah, and in my opinion, that's pretentious bullshit. I mean, look, if well, if I own a company, I don't give a shit. As long as what's bringing the money in isn't illegal, I don't give a shit what it is. I don't give a shit if it's mud wrestling. I don't give a shit if it's a circus act. You know, how can you, I mean, if that's the case, that's just a bunch of rich suits who think they're above wrestling, and it's totally fucking ridiculous. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. No, I agree. You know. This is, you know, this is a company that was embarrassed that their number one most watched article of television was wrestling. You know, and you talk to these other networks who had original programming, you know, like they were to talk again, they were to talk to HBO executives. HBO executives will be talking about, oh, how great True Blood is doing and how good Eastbound and Down is done. You know, and Showtime would say, yeah, but we got Dexter. Oh, yeah? Well, CBS would say, we got these three or four brand new sitcoms this year. TNT would be like, oh, yeah, well, we got more viewers than all y'all together combined. And everybody's heads would turn. Oh, yeah, what do you got? We got pro wrestling. All the heads would turn back like they didn't give a shit. Whatever. Right. Because I think it's basically saying without pro wrestling, the rest of your program You're a shit station. You're a shit company. Right. And 
that's what internally doomed WCW, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There were a lot of things that killed WCW, and the the one thing that everyone focuses on, which is Hogan and the NWO, was the least of them. Wouldn't for Hogan and the NWO, they would have never beaten Vince McMahon. Oh hell no, they would have been gone five years before they they were, you know, easily. Um, but when you have that internal cancer eating away at you, you know, finally they stopped doing a lot of funding. They wanted to cut their legs out from underneath them, you know. It's the best way to chop down a tree, start low. Right. You know. Anyway, don't want to stay on that topic too much tonight. Um, speaking of Nash and the NWO, he's been pretty active on his Twitter this weekend. Well, that's that's a news story in itself. Uh, Nash has been removed from the Raw roster, and he commented on his. Uh, wrestling future on Twitter saying you know Punk Cena have Raw covered while I have my couch covered my 15 year old son needs a dad way more than Raw needs Big Sexy you know that's hey you know he's made his money I, I really don't think at the end of the day he really cares you know how much they use him or not I mean you know he, he came back briefly he got to you know he looked looked great he really shut up a lot of naysayers but you know it sounds to me like he's a father who really gives a shit about his kid and wants to make sure he's there for him he doesn't want a 300 day you know year schedule so i can understand that i look for nash to sit on the bench for about three to six months and he'll be back in tna because he's a big guy, he's a big name, and he lives right there. Right. I mean, his backyard, from his backyard, you can see the asylum. Yeah. You know, the impact zone, rather. Yeah, but so, getting the getting the response he got coming back to WWE, can you go back to TNA after that? I mean, if you look at last year's Rumble of 2011, I mean, well, shit, yeah, he got one of the biggest easy. pops of the night, you know? I mean, WWE's not going to use you. There's only one other company. Right. Period. Could could happen. I wouldn't have a problem with it happening if, you know, TNA did the right thing by him this time. Give the guy the the money he deserves, if you can afford it, and bring him back and, you know, put him in a storyline where he's relevant. Putting people over. Exactly. So, yeah, but he was active on his Twitter page talking shit to, to a lot of angry fans that were taking shots at him over the weekend. And, you know, I guess that's one of the things if you're going to be a celebrity and you're going to be on Twitter, you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. No, well, you know, it's people who have nothing better to fucking do. I mean, at the end of the day, n- not one dollar in Nash's pocket right now is coming, you know, from you. You're paying to buy a raw ticket or a pay-per-view to see other things, not just Nash. So you're going to spend that money no matter what. And until you're actually handing the guy fucking money, you have no business commenting on his career. You know, I hate that shit. Well, what what pisses me off is, like, the Kelly Kelly jokes. There ain't a one of you motherfuckers in the chat room that would <laughs> stick your dick in that bitch if she sat next to you in the subway and said, Hey, I'd like to fuck. <laughs> I want to meet the man. I want to meet the man 
in this chat room <laughs> that will put their house and their car on the line, even even a night for the dog to do your wife, if I find you to be lying to me, that says they would say, ooh, no, you're gross. Well, I talk shit on her, but hell no. I mean, if I met her on the subway, hey, you know, Bronx, I, I want to fuck you. Uh, okay, let's get off at the next stop. Let's find a hotel. Be, I want to meet the man that can honestly look me in the face and say, no, I'd tell her she's gross and mean it. Because there ain't a fucking one of you out there. You know, and that's that's kind of the Kevin Nash thing. No, I don't think everybody wants to fuck him, but I think that, <laughs> You know, there ain't a man in the chat room right now that can honestly say they hope they aren't in as good a shape and look as good physically as that man does when they're his age. And by the way, if any guy in the chat room does want to fuck Kevin Nash, we'd rather not know. Well, yeah, go ahead and find the exit. Right. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, you want to, you, a lot of times you'll talk shit on somebody because it's out of jealousy. You know, I'm not jealous of Kevin Nash, but shit. If someone came up to me right now and said, you can swap your life with his, okay, where do I sign? You know, I think that's, that's you know, part of it as well. It's just, I don't understand it. It's like with, with Lita when she was with Edge. Oh, she's such a fucking whore. Oh, and here come the fucking jokes and all the, the fucking sexual disease jokes. And ain't a one of you motherfuckers alive that if she said, hey, I want to put my titties in your face, you'd say, no, I'd rather you didn't. Not a fucking one of you. Not Lita's hot as, well, she was hot as fuck. She still looks great. So, you know, definitely, you know, I think uh, the whole way she went about it with Edge and, you know, that's kind of where the jokes came from. The only reason people talk shit on Kelly Kelly is because of Randy Orton. She must fucking hate him deep down. No, I don't hear everybody making jokes. Just a select few of you. And I'm talking about you included. Yeah, I do it, but I'd still fuck her. You do it because you think it makes people like you. People already like me. People but, love me. But you do it because you want to get a laugh out of people because you think it makes you over. That's the thing. You got to pick your spots. Right. I've cut yeah. back. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, you like to have a good time, but, you know, don't do it at her expense. You know, just because Randy Orton says she's a, a fucking whore doesn't mean that she is. Now, if I were backstage and I knew her personally. You know, that'd be different, but I don't. So I sit from an outside view and look in. You know, and if she's a whore based on the amount of people she's fucked, that I'm definitely not a man to throw rocks in a glass house because I'm pretty sure I probably fucked a whole lot more girls than she's fucked guys. Wow. So I guess that makes me quite the fucking hooker too. I don't know. I think it's a, you know, it's a shame, but it tends to be a sexist thing. You know, a guy who gets 50 gals in, in one year is a stud, and a woman who gets 50 guys is, you know, it's not fair. I hear where you're coming from. You know, it's just... I bet Randy Orton, before he was married, had a lot of 
sex. Right. You know, is it fair for her to do a radio show and call him a slut? Well, that was so long ago. I think people have kind of forgotten about it. We we haven't, but I think most fans either didn't know about it or forgotten about it. So, all right. Well, where do you want to go from here? Um, I have very few news items. Kind of a slow news week. If you want to break some of those down, we already broke down um, Nash being removed from the Raw roster. Right. Um, some very important news. Dixie Carter uh, tweeted and said that Jesse Sorensen has sustained a C1 vertebrae fracture with spinal cord edema. Now, unfortunately, I'm not 100% sure what that is. He is slowly regaining feeling and movement in his arms and legs, and he wants to thank everyone for their thoughts and prayers, and, you know, they still need to speak to a neurosurgeon. Now, what that tells me, if they need to speak to a neurosurgeon, he probably needs some pretty complicated and most likely dangerous surgery. I mean... You know, anytime your neck is compressed or, you know, I compared it last night to Austin getting pile driven by, you know, Owen Hart. Anytime your neck is compressed, it's not a good thing. And the fact that he's having numbnesses in his extremities is also, you know, very bad. So let's say a prayer for the guy. You know, I hate to see that shit. Yeah, it's just a bad deal because... um I'm sure it was it was a spot that they went over before the match, and it was either done timely wrong by Zima or Jesse forgot, but he didn't get up to protect himself, and Zima just came down on top of his head. You know, um, I read that it was something like the C one or. See something vertebrae is, is messed up in his back? Or is yeah, that- the, the C1 vertebrae is fractured, and he has spinal cord edema, which, again, unfortunately, I'm not, you know, medically fucking, you know, professional in, in telling you what exactly that is. But Thank God for that. <laughs> you know, when I hear the word spinal cord followed by anything else, I know it's pretty bad. When I hear the word edema... I don't even know what the fuck that means, but it sounds doctory. Right. So. And the news is brought to you, of course, by Wrestling Dash Online. And uh, all you gotta do is go to the website, wrestling-online.com, and sign up for weekly, daily updates directly to your inbox. You don't have to go anywhere else. No other news site. It all comes to you. Absolutely. By our jet-setting, well-traveled friend, Colin Vassilo, who does an excellent job. Um, I mean, that site looks so awesome right now. They've got flash transitions, beautiful fucking website. So definitely, if you haven't checked it out, do so. Spinal cord edema, according to Mays, is a rare radiological, radiological finding in chronic degenerative disorders of the spine. Okay. What? What the yeah, but what that tells me is that he's had spinal problems before, or I mean, I think so. Yeah, I mean that that's that's how I interpret that. But uh, unfortunately, an, another piece of bad news coming out of TNA. There's a reason, and you and I and Shark talked about this last night why Taz wasn't on broadcast, and um, it's because of the death of his brother-in-law. Taz tweeted, "My wife's brother passed on Saturday night. Great man." I would never had a career if it wasn't for him. 
gave me the money to go to wrestling school. Wow. When I had nothing, RIP Joe. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Taz and his family. That's, that's a shame. Yeah, it is. It's sad. Sad all the way around. Well, I mean, man, there's like, a lot of people dropping lately. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, it's like, you know, it, it, it bad news all around, you know, two pieces of bad news for TNA, obviously. But, I mean, since, I mean, going back to JJ's dad and, right, you know, Whitney Houston, Don Cornelius, you know, it's just like, I, I can't remember a time where I've been more surrounded by death in my life. Well, it seems to cluster. I mean, some people in my family have the silly superstition, you know, death to celebrities always comes in threes. I don't know where that comes from, but. Oh, I've heard that my whole life. Yeah. But, you know, Whitney, obviously, you know, things are coming out now today that she, you know, I won't spend too much time on this, but that she's taken, you know, she was taking too many pills and it was prescription drugs. And so, you know, if you, like you said, if you do it to yourself, there's a limited amount of pity you're going to get from me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't wish it on anybody, but, you know, I saw that Justin Timberlake movie today where I can't think of the name of the movie. Somebody in the chat room will type it in, I'm sure. But they have this time written on their arm on their left arm and everything is done in time. It's like the first 25 years are free. And then after you're 25 years old, this clock kicks in and you only get one year after that. And after that, you have to, you get paid in time. Like you go to work, work a job. They pay you in time. You know, you ride the bus, they deduct time. You know, it's, really fucked up. I couldn't live that way. I I couldn't live that way where I knew that, you know, everything revolved around my, my demise. That sounds like an interesting movie. I may have to check that out. Sounds like a good sci-fi type movie. May says it's called End Time. Oh, God. You, know, you stop aging at 25 years old, then you get another year. And in that year, you can accumulate as much time or lose as much time as you want, but it kicks in in that 25th year. And, you know, even babies are born with it, but their right. clock, their clock doesn't start until the 25th year. And, uh, Matt Bomer, the guy that plays Neil Caffrey in my show, white collar, uh, Justin Timberlake meets him in a bar early in the movie. And uh, he's in the there. He's in the bar. Matt Bomer is. He's in the bar with um, a century worth of time, which is a hundred years. <laughs> and you know, it's like it's like flashing money. You know, Timberlake tells him, "Man, you got to go. You get killed in a bar like this with that kind of time." You know, and sure enough. The, the the mafia of that time comes in to try to rob him of his time and Justin helps him escape and they fall asleep and you know Bomer wakes up Timberlake's still asleep in the chair he walks over and gives him all but five minutes of his time damn you, tr- you transfer it by like shaking hands or 
wrist to wrist and shit like that. And it's really weird because Timberlake was living in a low-cost time zone, is what they call it. Right. And to move up to a higher a higher class of living, he had to pay a guy to drive him to the higher class time zone. And it was like he was on a turnpike. But every so often as the cost of living got higher, he had to stop and pay the toll, which was the first one was one month, and then two months, and then six months. And going from his time zone or his time time cost to a higher class of living, which obviously costs more time, he spent a year's worth of his time just traveling to get there. Wow. This spoiler brought to you by Wrestling News Live. It's really fucking neat. I mean, it's a really neat movie. You get a chance to check it out. Well, I mean, if you're, you're going to give me an allocated amount of time, I want to be fucking immortal while I have that time. Fuck that. You can still get killed. I mean, that's kind of bullshit. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. I just know that everybody 24-7 is worried about getting more time. Right. Because when your timer hits zero, you die. That sucks. And I just, I couldn't live that way where my every waking thought was about wanting to live longer. I couldn't do it. There's just no way. What else you got news? Uh, I've only got about two more stories left. Um, WWE held a press conference this morning at the top of the, I'm going to butcher this, Borj Khalifa, the tallest tower in the world in Dubai, in connection with the company's first show held earlier there in Abu, du- Abu Dubai, or as Trey calls it, Yabba Dabba Doo. Yabba Dabba Doo, Abu Dhabi. And basically during the press conference, Kane tried to attack John Cena, and Cena attitude adjusted Kane through the table, ending the press conference. Yeah, there was a video clip of that around. Yes. I'm, sure you, I'm sure you can see that Wrestling Dash Online. There's also a photo of them talking about doing it before they did it. Right. Where Kane is in his normal clothes. Well, I think what happened tonight kind of renders that, you know, rather unimportant because we'll get to that. But uh, my last piece of news, as I said, it's been a constant <laughs> news week. WWE has signed a new television deal. Yes, another television deal with Baltijos TV that will bring Raw to one million households in Lithuania. This company is so fucking huge. It's like, it, it's just amazing. You know, I watched that uh, video that's on our YouTube or on our Facebook page about Stephanie McMahon being on Howard Stern. What a great interview. Holy shit. That, that video made me blush. If you guys haven't checked that out, that, I didn't even know it existed, to be honest with you, and it's old. And I mean, she yeah. just, you know, for someone who can act, rich and preppy she doesn't hold anything back i mean she she played along with howard very well talks about anal and you know fucking triple h (laughs) how she likes to be fucked by triple h yeah i tell you that 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 video will get you horny if you watch it too many times oh i don't know about that but i uh would definitely do stephanie mcmahon especially with her new titters 
She looks good. Yeah, I mean, you got to be, if you're Triple H, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I hate to say this, China was a guest on Wrestling News Live, and I like China, but Stephanie's an upgrade, man, sorry. Oh, fuck, yeah, in every sense of the, every sense of the word. I mean, just, not just her being so hot, but, you know, if you're a guy like Triple H, he'll never admit this, it's got to be cool to be fucking the boss's daughter. Has to be. It just has to be a power trip. Yeah, but like she says in that interview, it had to be pretty scary for him, too. Because you got to know that if anything ever goes wrong, you know, they've got your career in the palm of their hands. Well, I forget which DVD it was, if it was a DX DVD. I think it was, I believe it was a McMahon DVD where Vince basically told Triple H at some point, she mentions this, I don't, you know, stop seeing my daughter and you know, he kept seeing her anyway, and Vince goes, you know, I told him to stop, but the fact that he kept doing it told me he really did give a shit about her, because he, he didn't let his fear of what I would do stop him from seeing her, so, you know, good for Triple H. Vince Russo is gone, and the chat room says China is a much hotter woman. Somebody's dropped that poor dude on his head. <laughs> really? No, no way. It's got to be Anthony Thorley. I would guess so. I'm not monitoring the chat currently, but... No, it's not Anthony. Hmm. Some other disturbed individual. Is that all you got for news? Yes. That's all right, well, that being said, let's take a short break, come back, cover Raw, and uh, run down what happened tonight on Monday Night Entertainment. Right. And... Uh, Get y'all caught up on that. So with that being said, for the Bronx Father, I am the Trade Dog. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right after this on the S2S Radio Network. Daddy Cool Diesel, you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com you know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. 
that moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart. But... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. It's time. 27 rats. Salvation. 30 flavors. Rise from the ashes. Miami dreaming. She told me. One winner. The return of the king. It's time to return to normal. Rise from the ashes. Bow before her. Bow before her. It's time. It's time. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday night? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. Yo, this is Roddy Roddy Piper. On the SNS network, baby, you should listen to it just to hear what I gotta say. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I'm your interim. WNL GM, the Bronx father, Don Bronx, joined, of course, by the outlaw of the IWC, the Trey Dog. Trey, what's going on? What was that creepy fucking commercial that we just played? I have no idea what the fuck that is. None. <laughs> Brassai, if you can hear me, cue up. I don't guess he can come back on the air. I'd like to know what the hell that is. I think JJ made that commercial. I'm what not is sure it? what that is. I have no idea. This has been a debate for a while. I peed my pants a little bit. That is not good. It scared me. Relax. It was, it was creepy. I thought somebody was going to jump out from behind my fucking curtains and get me. Okay, I think I'm here now. I have, <laughs> what the hell was that? I have no idea what that's about or anything. The only thing I can tell you is JJ made it a month, month and a half ago. Hmm. See, they don't tell me anything around here. Yeah, I only threw it in there to make up a little variety in the commercials. 
Yeah. It was definitely a variety. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> you scared Trey. Yeah, I trickled piss. Sorry about that, boss. <laughs> I almost sharded him. <laughs> I'm trying to, try to figure out what the hell that was. It scared me a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, prepare for the week that was Monday Night Raw. Of course, you know, we call it Monday Night Entertainment, so... Whenever Brass Eyes ready to hit that Monday Night Raw intro, we'll take it from there. I can't do the sign for invitation. What's the deal? Look like green shit and diarrhea. What's up with Cena tongue kissing Eve Torres? Makes me want to go sit in a cafe and sit in a booth and just talk with some friends. I've actually gone past that restaurant several times. I've never gone into it, though. It's got a name. They cut the sign in half where it just says restaurant. Right. But it's somewhere in the upper part of the city. But anyway, Raw opens up showing us the ending from last week with Kane basically threatening Eve and saying, you know, how he's going to, you know, make Cena embrace the hate and I'm afraid of what I'm going to do. And then Kane goes live and says that someone has taken a ride out in an ambulance tonight. And of course, there's an ambulance waiting in the parking lot. How ironic. Then we have something that at first I really didn't get a raw elimination chamber debate. Mm -hmm. Featuring all the participants in the Raw Elimination Chamber, Kofi Kingston, Chris Jericho, Miz, Ziggler, R-Truth, and CM Punk. And, of course, uh, Johnny Ace comes out and tells us that he gets to stay on as Raw GM, but still the interim Raw GM. Um, during this segment, Lawler tells Punk odds are against him, and Punk says the debate won't end in violence, and then... The guy who fucking stole this tonight had to be, had to be our truth. He is gold. Basically thinking that he's, <laughs> that he's running for president and that little Jimmy is his, you know, right, runner and running mate. And then he tells Ziggler that he would trade him to SmackDown for Hornswoggle and a box of spiders and that. He would make spider stew. And I mean, just fucking gold. The crowd ate it up. And I like the way he's embracing the what chance rather than getting pissed off by them. Don't want me. Okay, what me. And uh, <laughs> he's just, he's gold. I love the way they merged his heel and face character. But moving on. Uh, Swax in the chat room says, kissing Eve is like kissing Chris Masters with a wig and a boob job. Are you kidding? Brother, brother, you're blinder than fucking Brass Eye. Or you're blinder than fucking Bronxy. I mean, hell, I'd kiss the bitch to comfort her. Hell yeah, you know. I, I mean, mean, really, I don't know. 
Granted, Kelly Kelly, yes, is hotter, but Eva Torres is a hot bitch. I said it a long time ago when I first saw her. She looks like she would just smell good. <laughs> I don't know why. She just looks like you walk next to her and go, oh, she smells good. Goddamn. Fresh rice and beans. Lawler. Yeah, he called Lawler your honor tonight during the press conference. <laughs> yeah. Ziggler had the best one, though. He was like, look, I'm better than everybody here. Fuck it. I'm just better than everybody. I can back <laughs> it up. It was, it was, you know, it, it was, it, the segment I thought went a bit long, but it was pretty damn good. And then, of course, Punk and Jericho start talking shit on each other. Jericho basically tells Punk, you know, reiterates the same thing. You're, you're stealing all my shit. And then Punk gets a really great line in when he says that, uh, you came in, what did he say, seventh and dancing yeah, with oh, the I'm stars. sorry, were you talking to me? I, I, I didn't hear anything you said. I was too busy thinking back to you when you left last time you left, and you came in seventh place on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and that was, you know, that was kind of fucked up. I'm wondering where this is going to lead. If if it is going to lead to a WrestleMania match between the two of them, I mean, that'll really, you know, does it need to be for the title? And it really makes you think about what we're going to get this Sunday at the Elimination Chamber. Swax, I can't figure you out, dude. Now he says, Kelly Kelly, greater than Eve all day long. Brooke Tessbacher, better than Eve all day long. Mother steak is better than cereal all day long. Doesn't mean I don't like to eat cereal, too. <laughs> I mean, what kind of fucking shit? You're the last person on earth I want to try to set me up on a blind date. Well, I mean, it's like if you have Eve Torres... A choice between Eve Torres and Velvet Sky, and they tell you, okay, sorry, Velvet couldn't make it tonight, but you can do whatever you want with Eve. Are you going to say no? No. No way. Not at all. I'd probably abuse the shit out of her. Or let her abuse the shit out of me. One of the two. Oh, my God. Well, I tell you what, though, Kofi Kingston came out of this really well, um, you know. I'm, you know, talking about how this, he, I'm just an afterthought, blah, blah, blah. Well, when Jericho turned around, he got smacked with Go the Kingdom's Trouble in Paradise. Yeah, I mean, and it, what was great is it. I mean, he almost, nailed the shit out of it. And it almost looked like to me, it, which I actually thought it wouldn't have been good for safety reasons, but would have been great if the fucking match would have started right there with everyone still standing around the carpet in the ring. But we didn't get that. What we got was we went to commercial and when we came back, we had Jericho versus Kofi pretty good back and forth match, but you knew who was going to win at that point. Oh yeah. Jericho wins with the cold the cold breaker, obviously, but still I think they did a lot to elevate Kofi Kingston tonight. I, I think, Somehow, I have a feeling he's gonna, you know, step it up this year. It, it could be because, you know, what's going on with the Miz, and, and we'll get to that a little later when he has his match. But, you know, that was a news item. I apologize. I neglected to mention that Miz has some backstage heat for botching last week, and that heat's from Triple H. Not good. Yeah, probably not the guy you want to have pissed off at you. No, not if I work for the WWE. But. The next segment showed uh, HBK and Triple H hugging the back. And then we go to another commercial and we see Kane 
beating on Ryder in the wheelchair from last week. And, uh, you know, they showed that spot of him, you know, fucking up Ryder. And, man, Ryder's taken so much abuse. Uh, another backstage segment, Otunga tells John Laurinaitis that, okay, yeah, you got to keep your job. But guess what, motherfucker? You're still the interim Raw GM. And then Otunga says he has an idea that will make Laurinaitis the permanent GM of Raw and SmackDown. And we never really get too much clarification on that. He just tells him, you know, I've got an idea that's going to really, you know, help you out. And I have a theory on what that idea is going to be. Oh, well, do Uh, tell because I have no idea. I have a feeling that at some point, John Laurinaitis is going to find a way to force Triple H into fighting Taker at Mania. I mean, I can't think of anything else. That's what I think it's going to be, where somehow Laurinaitis is going to say, I went to the board, and it's just too big a match for us to, you know, ignore, and they've given me authority, even though you're the COO, they've, they've ordered you to wrestle Taker at WrestleMania. And then Triple H, Triple H gets beat, obviously, by Taker at Mania, and takes about six months' time off. Yeah, I could see that, but... The, the thing that scares me about that is we have to deal with Laurinaitis for six more months if that happens, and I'm praying. Yeah, I don't like to listen to him talk, but it's not like he's done a bad job. No, he hasn't done a bad job. It's just he's, you know, he lacks a little bit of charisma, but people hate him, so it works. And um, after that, we see a uh, replay of uh, a SmackDown segment that happened off the air where uh, Big Show beats the shit out of Randy Orton after SmackDown went off the air. You can catch that clip as advertised on WWE.com. And they're really pushing, you know, Show is being tormented by what happened. I mean, it's, it's you know, him kind of, I wouldn't say acting heelish. Uh, obviously, Brian is a heel in this, but... After the next commercial break, we have Randy Orton against the Big Show, a SmackDown match, basically. And uh, Daniel Bryan is at the commentary position, but doesn't say much. It's just basically uh, Michael Cole blowing him for about 10 minutes, which was, (laughs) God, it's just so, I don't know. Cole is so corny, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, you know, if you're Michael Cole, you're just doing your job. You're doing what you're told to say. You're saying what you're told to say. Vince is coming through the headset saying, say this, do this, say this, do this. you got to give the guy props for doing his job so well right. that not only do the people hate him, but, you know, I've, I said this about Muhammad Hassan back in the day, right. um, which was Wednesday. It's hard to believe that a person can get fired and have his dreams crushed at the same time. When you ask why that happened, when the only response they give you is, well, I screwed up and I got too good at my job. What? You got fired? Because you're too good at your job? And that happened to Muhammad Hassan. He was too good at portraying a terrorist 
the, the network flipped the fuck out. And the same thing is kind of going with, you know, what we were just talking about, being too good at your job. Michael Cole is just doing what he's told. And people hate him for that. People hate the character so much that the rumor has it Jim Ross returns to WWE 13 to join King on commentary. Well, I mean, what would really be a good swerve, what I think would be cool, is I've said it for a while now that he should be a manager, Cole. And at first, we were talking about him, <coughs> pardon me, managing The Miz. Let the motherfucker manage Daniel Bryan. You want to talk about heat? Make that a surprise. That, you know, Daniel Bryan says, I respect the fact that, you know, this guy always pointed out my flaws and he told it like it is. And, you know, he's the guy I want managing me. You want to talk about heat on Bryan. Shit. But, I mean, Michael Cole is the second person that's come along now that's going to get, you know, he's going to lose a payday. He's going to lose a paycheck because he's too good at what he does. Right. You know. I understand. So. But moving on, uh, during this match, uh, the match ends with, well, it doesn't end, but Orton nails a sick fucking move on the big show. He lands that DDT he does from the second rope on the big show, and I mean, that looked fucking awesome. He then got one RKO off, which looked like it was botched a little bit. They mentioned it in the chat. It looked more like a Stone Cold Stunner to me. But... He gets another RKO, but before he can get the pin on Big Show, Brian hits Orton with the belt and then turns around and hits Big Show with the belt. So Daniel Bryan's just fucking up everyone. I mean, if you would have told me a year ago I'd be interested in Daniel Bryan, I'd say you were nuts. But I got to say, he may have found his calling as a heel. I like it. Yeah, and that's just a testament to um, the creative team and the creative department you know, booking him to switch like that. I mean, that's because yeah, I'm with you. I didn't care about him a year ago either. And the vegan shit's really going to get him over, you know, where he's telling mm. people you're a bunch of killers, you eat animals. Well, anytime you get a character saying I'm better than you in any way. Right. Nobody now, wants to hear that. After the next commercial break, I got to say one of the wow, truest segments I've ever seen where, you know, Sean comes out and calls out Triple H and says he's confident Triple H will accept the match against uh, The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Triple H comes out and, you you know, you want to talk about CM Punk. Triple H basically says, I'm going to own this fucking company someday. I'm going to run this company someday. I have to look out for that. Right. You know, you're, you're sitting at home in your ranch in Texas and you're, you know, hunting Wabbits, which I thought was a great line, Elmer Fudd pop. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm here, you know, trying to keep this business going so you just don't understand. And, man, Sean calls Triple H, Triple H a coward. You know, Triple H tried to walk off twice, and, and Sean basically said that's what a coward does. And Triple H manned up and turned around, and they got pretty goddamn personal, and especially where Sean goes – what, because you're sleeping with this woman now, you become one of them, a corporate sellout? I mean, holy shit. You know, 
great chemistry between the two. You know, right. I said in the chat room, hey, uh, you know, five-year-old Cena fans, this is how you cut promos, kid. You know, awesome. Awesome. You know, and I, 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 I want to see where this goes. That's that's the whole purpose behind it is to, to drive you to want to see where this goes. And, um, you know, you're right. It was an amazing promo. And Sean's not done. I mean, he'll be back for more well, shenanigans with Triple H. Well, a couple people are saying in the chat, have Sean, you know, referee the match at Mania. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it, what they're doing is they're making, even though you just saw this last year, tonight they really made it important. They really made you care about this match, even though it's the second time in a row. Right. You know, I want to see, you know, where this is going to lead. I mean, when you have two best friends getting that personal, I mean, shit, they got personal. So we'll have to see where that leads. After our next commercial break, we have R-Truth versus Dolph Ziggler. And I got to say, I was kind of surprised to hear Truth goes over. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um Maybe this is a little payback for last week. Right. You know, who knows? But uh, I don't ever see them pushing him to uh, world title status. I think he's going to be a, a, a pawn in that in that game, but I don't ever see Vince pushing him all the way to the top. I just don't see it. And after this match, we see Santino backstage with Zack Ryder, basically telling him, you know, I have some love tips for you. You need to smell good, and, you know, right now you don't smell too good. He says he needs that Ryder needs deodorant, and he gives Ryder a new breath mint that he's supposedly selling, and it turns out it's garlic-flavored, which I think was kind of a shot of Italians, but I'm okay with that. You know, Yeah, since- you know, I think this whole deal with Zack Ryder, they need to get him to fuck off TV. Yeah. I mean, if he's hurt, Ain't going to be gone for as long as they say he is because of the injury they say that he has. Get him the hell off TV so that when he comes back, his his return pop is something to remember. Well, not only that, if you show up at a bar Monday at 11 o'clock and I beat the shit out of you, a week goes by, you show up at the same bar at 11 o'clock and I beat the shit out of you again. Are you going to keep showing up at the same bar every week knowing that someone's there is going to kick your ass? I mean, why... After you've been taking abuse from Kane week after week, would you even fucking show up? You know, meet if you're in love with Eve, meet the bitch, you know, at your place. You know, I don't want to get my ass kicked tonight. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. <clears throat> you know, don't sign sense. up for it for sure. Yeah. Uh, commercial break. And our next match, we had Tamina versus Brie Bella with Beth Phoenix at commentary. Um, Again, a typical Divas match. Tamina wins via the Superfly Splash. And, you know, her and Beth talk shit. I'm just... uh, You know, after the match we got last night, the women's match, I just can't even get excited about the the Divas division anymore. Well, unless Natalia is fighting Beth, it's hard to do. Well, yeah, I don't know why they just won't move to that match. I mean, it's like, you know... But at well, least they didn't have Natalia out there farting like they did on Friday. I mean, that shit just, you know. 
you're labeling this girl and it's not right because that's what she's always going to be remembered yeah, from as. Now on, from now on, she'll be known as the girl that farts on TV. That's right. sad. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think it's fair. I think they're still butthurt in the WWE towards the hearts. That That's just my theory. I'm sticking to it. You know, hey, you're allowed to. You know. But um, next we have a rock video uh, promoting WrestleMania and his new movie, Journey 2, which, holy shit, the number one family movie in America and I believe the number one movie worldwide. I mean, you know, anyone who thinks that The Rock is coming to WrestleMania because he wants the money, you're crazy. This motherfucker doesn't need wrestling. There has to be something inside him that makes him want to do this for the fans. I, I hate to sound sentimental. Motherfucker doesn't need to wrestle, but he's doing it. I mean, come on. And G.I. Joe 2 is going to be just as big when it comes out. Oh, yeah. You know, he's set. Motherfucker's set. You know. But, you know, we hear Eve screaming and uh, Cena runs backstage and Eve is shoved in the ambulance. And right before, as the ambulance is about to leave... With Kane driving, Cena manages to get Eve out of the ambulance, and we get a very non-PG moment. I mean, she, I saw a tongue. She kissed the shit out of John Cena. I mean, I, that was a holy shit moment right there. Yeah. And then we find out that Zack Ryder's in his little wheelchair sitting right there and sees the whole thing. So, you know. The plot continues on the Young and the Restless. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, Cena definitely had to get some permission from his wife because that wasn't lip to lip. I mean, I I saw a tongue. That was some graphic fucking, you know. <laughs> they were laying it down thick for Zack Ryder's benefit. Poor Zacky. Yeah, and, and later on, I mean, Cena gets, you know, heat over this big time and then after the commercial break we see Eve with Zach and she utters the words that every man dreads I just want to be friends and when you hear that you know forget about it that means there's not a chance in hell you're ever getting that pussy ever yep, you're done punch the ticket you're out thanks for stopping by do not collect $200 do not pass go the friend zone. Yeah. Bitch, I got plenty of friends. Right. That's what I always say. Uh, next huh. match. Yeah, I mean, you're, they're doing a lot to really make you feel sorry for Ryder, which leads me to believe he's he's going to keep showing up on Raw, which, again, I think is kind of, you know, stupid. I mean, I'm going to show up there every week to get my ass kicked. It doesn't make sense. Well, like I said, my original thoughts, you know, well, all that aside, I just, I think if they're going to take the guy and, and make him sell this massive injury that's got him wheelchair bound and in a neck brace where he can't move, he needs to be at home. He doesn't need to be traveling with the fucking company. You know, I know it's fake injury, but. 
you're doing that so that you can take him out of the ring so his return, he gets a huge pop, which he would, but they got to take him off TV for a couple months first. Let people forget about him. Yeah, not only that, if you have a broken back, you're stuck in a bed for months in a fucking body cast. You're not sitting up in a wheelchair, you know. Right. <laughs> kind of stupid. But um, our next match, we have The Miz versus CM Punk. Uh, during the match, Punk really sells an arm injury pretty heavily, which I think is just to cement the fact that the odds are against him at uh, the Elimination Chamber. I still kind of predict Punk's going to retain just for the fact that they want to push him and Jericho. Or you can go another route and have Punk lose because of because of Jericho. And, you know, that would hype the shit out of the, you know, WrestleMania match if you're planning on having one. Well, I look at it like Jericho wins in the chamber because he's got the most experience. And uh, now Punk has a, a, a fragile wing. That just gives Jericho the advantage. I think Jericho wins the, the Elimination Chamber and Punk challenges at WrestleMania. Yeah, I can I can see it going that way. Um, but anyway, surprise, CM Punk goes over via the Anaconda Vice on The Miz. And they show Jericho in the back watching all this on the television laughing. Now, at first I was thinking, why is he laughing? I think the reason he's laughing is because he knows that now Punk has a vulnerability. You know, it's the, the wily veteran. Seeing a right. witness. Right. And after that, we see the ambulance returning to Monday Night Raw. And um, then John Cena comes out and he apologizes to Zack Ryder and basically says, this, you know, this was Kane's plan all along. Don't you see what he's doing? He's trying to fuck with us, basically. And during this... <laughs> This segment with John Cena, the crowd, which is something I've never heard them chant against Cena. They say, we all hate you. (laughs) I mean, holy shit. And then, you know, Cena, I think he sold it well. Like, like he looked like he couldn't believe that shit. I mean, you know, we all hate you. That's that's kind of fucked up. If I've got, you know, 15, 20,000 people saying that to me, I'm going to be a little hurt. Right. But basically, Zack Ryder wheels his ass back out to the ring. (laughs) He gets in the ring and is able to stand without his crutches for a brief moment, long enough to slap the shit out of John Cena. And uh, the two of them look at each other for a while, and then he goes to slap John Cena again, and Cena pushes him down, which is a very... You know, un John Cena like move that tells me this shit is getting to Cena. Yeah, yeah. But um, Kane comes on the Tron and he tells Cena, you you know, you're in denial. You know, I'm fucking with you so bad. I stole the only friend you got. You know, everyone here hates you. And Kane, (laughs) Kane actually tells the crowd, how many of you, something like, how many of you here love John Cena? And of course, the crowd boos the shit out of John Cena. And then, as <laughs> Zack Ryder is going up the ramp, <laughs> Kane comes out and, again, pushes him in his wheelchair off the stage. Eve runs out, and she kind of broke character because it looked like at first she was laughing. And you know what? God forgive me. To me, there's nothing funnier than seeing someone getting pushed out of a wheelchair. I think it's fucking hilarious. But that's, that's how that- we end. 
That's that sick New York sense of humor you have. Yeah. But at the end, uh, that's how we end Raw with Zack Ryder fucked up yet again by Kane. And, you know, Eve trying to sell it like she she's, you know, with her friend, quote unquote. Right. Got fucked up. Coming to the rescue to no avail. You know, as far as Raw goes tonight for a go-home show, wasn't very wrestling heavy. There was a lot of segments, but the thing that I liked is the segments all served a purpose. I thought it was a, you know, decent go-home show. Just just from the Triple H, HBK segment, just from the fact that, you know, Kane keeps fucking with Cena nonstop. And I think they're really, you know, it's a it's actually a shame that they have the Rock Cena match at Mania because I would have loved to have seen this drag out a little longer. I think they did it at the wrong time. But with that being said, I, you know, earlier in the chat, I gave Raw an A minus. I thought it was a decent go home show. Trey, yes. What do you? Oh, think? my head's my headset's cutting it out. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I gave. Yeah, I would say, I would say what I saw, and I didn't see it all, but what I saw, uh, I guess, were basically the highlights of the show. Um, I would say about a a solid B, but I do think that the one thing that you said was right on the money, that it was a great setup show. Every match seemed to have a purpose or a reason why. Right, and I think they they did a good job setting up a pay-per-view that up till now, the WWE really didn't seem to give too much of a shit about. Well, you know, in one night, they made the pay-per-view relevant, which is a good thing. I mean, I've spoken on this before. I don't think there should be a pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania, but if you're going to have it, you know, at least push it correctly, and I think they did that tonight. Finally, because most of the time, the, the, the chamber sells itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that being said, we're going to take another short break. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls and uh, do that for a little bit before we ride off into the sunset. So, with that being said, we'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right after this on the SNS Radio Network. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is your hardcore country knockout, Mickey James, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey now, listen up, I'm not the kind of girl that ever gives up. If anybody tries to bring me down, they'll be picking themselves up off the ground. Cause my rhinestone Luke Casey boots will kick your ass back to its roots. Hey fans, ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive 
the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment, from all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a wrestling news live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me your melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me your melt. M my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Okay, folks, this is Philip Mindwipe Morris here, reminding you that basically I don't give a monkey butt fuck when it comes to actually doing stupid adverts like this, but nonetheless, I have to do one anyway, reminding each and every listener here to check out the Elite Force podcast. It's the sci-fi podcast that boldly goes where no fucker has gone before and hopefully never again. So... Be sure to check it out each and every single midweek with Chuck W and with William Walkie Walker and myself laying it down as we see it in the realm of science fiction. That would be from movies to television to audiobooks to music, etc. etc. So check it out each and every week exclusively on the SNS Radio Network, Chris Jones Gaming Network, and the ElitePostPodcast.com. Also available on iTunes. Check it out. I'm not doing another one of these damn adverts, so you better have to check it out. Bye for now. Remember that there are always possibilities. Live long and play longer. Sexy, I've got the look that drives a cool while I've got the mood that really moves. 
Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. Alright, welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I am the trade on alongside my interim tag team partner, the Bronx father, Don Bronx, Tony Mirabella. And uh, we are holding down a fort this week with the announcement of the return of the Sexay one. Mr. JJ Allcap Sexay, Mr. Money on the Mic, my tag team partner, one half of the People's Choice Award winning show of the year, coming back next week. On Wrestling News Live, but he will be back before that, actually, on Friday with Unplugged. So join JJ this Friday as he makes his return back to the SNS Radio Network, his home away from home, this Friday for Unplugged. And um want to also send out a little... Uh, Info for you that don't know, and there's some of you that may not know this. Uh, there's a lot of listeners that don't check out the Facebook page. Why, I don't know. You should be a member of the SNS Radio Network Facebook group. Um, but the Wrestling News Live t-shirts are ready to be produced. So if you want a Wrestling News Live t-shirt... All you have to do is go to the website that I will put up here in the chat room. And uh, let me see if I can say it on the air. Um, Let's see here. Just go to your browser and you don't have to type in www. Just type in Wrestling News Live Shirts. That's plural, shirts with an S, dot yolasite.com. That's Y-O-L-A site.com. All sizes are available. Right now, it's just for uh, members of the United States and Canada. I have not been able to get my international shipping calculated yet and put on the site. I am working on that, trust me. Um, I will put this in the chat room for you now. If you want to go check it out, that's not it. Let me try this again. I'll tell you what, my laptop is acting like it's possessed today. And you've got two varieties to choose from, the red, white, and blue W&L logo and the old silver W&L logo. And if you're a fat fuck like me, they come up to size 5X. I've ordered mine. So once I get about three or four more orders where I have enough capital to go online and then buy the blank t-shirts. I'll go from there, so just be patient. But uh, U.S. and Canada only right now. And uh, I'll work on that international shipping this week and try to get it ironed out. But you can go to the website, wrestlingnewsliveshirts.yolasite.com That's wrestlingnewsliveshirts.yola S-I-T-E dot com. So, there you have it. Bronx, he's already ordered his. 
Yep. Actually, I've gotten probably three or four orders since we put that up, which is nice. So we'll definitely get those docked out. Anything else we need to discuss before we start answering some phone calls here? Um, no, uh, except I've heard news that this Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, the Pro Wrestling Rewind will be returning with the Power Andy Knowles. And, of course, like Trey said, um, this Friday, 2-17-2012, the return of Unplugged with the man himself, J.J. All Caps Sex A, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Well, speaking of T-shirts, eventually I want to do this. Um, Canadian Horseman, my Xbox 360 buddy, came up with the idea that, you know, technically I believe it's this month. We've always generally celebrated the Wrestling News Live birthday in February, um, which would mean we are going to be 16 years old. And Horseman wants the original logo, the old school Wrestling News Live logo on the front. And on the back, when I figure out how I want to do this, it's going to say, um, if you were born when we started, you'd be driving by now. <laughs> so I'm going to do that for the old school original listeners that uh, take pride in the fact they've been around forever. I can point a few of you out. I know Tennessee Cowgirls has been around a long, long time. I don't want to tell you how old because, you know, women don't like to hear that kind of shit. So I won't, I won't say that. I'm looking through the chat room. Swax has been around a while. Let's see. Black Redneck shit. Black Redneck has been around forever. But I do believe, Trey, we have a caller on the line right now. So All if you right, want to start to Wrestling talk- News Live. Who's this? Hey, it's TB. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up, man? Hey, man, I just wanted to say a couple things tonight, if, if that would be okay with y'all. Well, go right ahead. Um, I wanted to comment on, on Art PNA and them having to leave now. I hate to say this, and I'm going to use Hooters as as a way um, to explain why I think uh, 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 why I think they won't leave. Okay, now when a company has to make certain things, um, certain types of choices. Um, they are doing that for the well-being of that company. What I think you guys have to understand is that TNA is not Vince. They don't have the same kind of money to where they can do these big, huge shows Noted. on a daily basis. Okay, right. and 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 that's in my opinion, why? And and the reason I bring up Hooters is because I think the problem is, um, you know, we complain Hooters um, has horrible food, the girls are horrible, but, but the point of that is you have to realize that they are looking out for the financial ends 
of the show. Right, well, let, me, let, me, let me let me ask you this. Okay. You're on you're on a you're on a good track here. Okay. But let me let me throw this uh you know spike into your tire here. Okay. If if you're talking about it being for the betterment of the company from a financial standpoint, then let me ask you this. If that's the case, then why are we doing 12 pay-per-views a year with eight of them being in the impact zone and only doing the minimum of minimum buy rate? They are, their, their buy rates are horrible. Um, it's not like they're really clearing a whole lot of money at the end of the day from a pay-per-view because their buy rates are so low. By the time they pay talent, by the time they pay in demand, by the time they pay everybody that's, you know, putting the show on in the truck, they're, they're really not doing a, a whole lot in cleared revenue. So why, why wouldn't you just cut your losses and say, okay, if that's the case, let's do six pay-per-views a month, do them all on the road, and actually end up saving ourselves money in the long run, but also being out there in the public eye. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I may have not understood the point you were trying to make earlier. And and yeah. I think I've, I, I have said this before to the power where I've explained to him, though, that, you know, it's nice to have an opinion, and I probably, I probably happen to agree, but the way that I've been taught as far as me and being in the field of wanting to go into 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 broadcasting is that when I work at a station and on the same token is they're looking out for the betterment of their product and they're right. trying to look out for the financial sense of that station. Well, the financial bottom line point. is everything. Right, right, and that's the only point that I'm trying to make. And well, don't knock, have... don't knock on don't knock on Hooters food either because they've got a thing called the pot roast sandwich that's kick ass. Well, they don't have it around here at our Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to apologize for your opinion. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But you know what it is? You have to look, if you're TNA, what you talk about is the financial well-being of the company. Well, here's my question. Okay. When they finish a pay-per-view, mm -hmm. do they have more money in the bank than they did before the pay-per-view? And I'm kind of think so. thinking, right, so they're really not looking out for the financial well-being of their, their Well, they their are. Company. They are. They are if they're under contract with in-demand, their hands are tied. But here's another scenario for you. Are you familiar with uh, Billy Bean and Moneyball? I am, yes. Okay. I love that movie. Moneyball came about because Billy Bean's hands were tied. And as a mm -hmm. smart general manager, what he did was he said, well, look, if I'm only going to get eight tomatoes to make this salad and I got to make salad for 30 people and I need 15 tomatoes, what can I do within the structure of, of my financial scenario to, to, to stretch these eight tomatoes? Right. And, and, and that's what TNA needs to do. That's my opinion. It's not, set in stone it may not even be right that's my opinion my opinion of the thing is look if you're losing money you know if you've got a slow drip in the bathtub and every time you take a bath 
you're rotting the floor out a little more and a little more. May sound gross, but you may need to cut back on your baths and take lesser baths than you did on a normal basis. Right, you know and that's what, I mean? what I've said. It, that's what I've said about Hooters is they need to stop hitting on the guys for more for for money and and as far as corporate that they need to have a lot better food and like TNA, I think they need to find ways to better the product besides the girls trying to act like all I want to get is money. I mean you have to find ways to better your product every day too. So that's another thing I wanted to point out with it. If they could find a way somehow to better the in-ring product too, and it goes the same way with the food at Hooters, then they probably would bring a lot more people in and and be able to to provide a decent show. In this case, a decent food experience too. Well, I don't have a problem with their in-ring product necessarily. I think that's that's one of their greatest strengths. I think one of their greatest weaknesses is not appearing as important as they should be because like Trey said they're in you know a very small arena and they're you know f- making their pay-per-views look just too much like impact so it's yeah. like you know I'm paying you know 40 bucks to see a pay-per-view when it's basically just a Sunday night impact you right. know right. but in ring in ring they've got that down i mean they're comparable or in my opinion even better in, in some instances than the WWE. And and you know here's the deal like with the wrestling news live t-shirts. I could have gone out and bought the t-shirts in bulk and had them sitting in my house ready for the orders to come in, but then at the end of the day, I may not make a penny off the thing because I got too many t-shirts sitting here that I'm not going to sell. Right. So instead, right. instead my business model was collect the money for about five or six orders, take that capital and then go get what I need and not have any surplus. Just get what I need and have them done that way. Okay. One last thing I wanted to comment on and I, I have to go, but I wanted to say that uh, I had a question because I'm confused. Are we going to get HBK versus Hunter? Are we getting, or are we going to get Hunter versus Taker? I mean, what is the deal with HBK being there? I don't I, I, I think storyline. I think here's my here's my theory, and, and this is just me thinking. Um, I guess try to be one of them. I don't know. I think what you're getting is this. Triple H came out the Slammies, dropped the hint that he wanted Taker. Mm-hmm. All right, made it sound like we knew at that point. We that was when we started the. Oh my God, they're going to do trips and take her again. Um, he's come out since then and said something about wanting to take on the Undertaker. He's now come out as the COO. Undertaker has now come out and challenged him, and he's turned it down. Right. So. I think because they painted themselves into a corner, they booked they booked it one way to begin with, and now they're booking it another way to end it. I think what they're trying to do is bring Sean in to make you forget about all that shit because you're so focused on what Sean and Tripp's going to do. Sean is retired. Sean is not right. wrestling again. 
Um, he's just there to add fuel to this fire because it is the second time. You know, if you remember when Sean dropped the hint at the Slammies that he wanted the Undertaker and made the challenge for round two for the four right. months that they built up to WrestleMania for, for, for HBK Taker Part 2, Triple H was heavily involved in that storyline as Sean was going crazy. He was on a losing streak. He couldn't get Taker off his brain. They used Sean and Triple H to fuel that, just like they're using Sean and Triple H to fuse to fuel part two of this one. Well, I think um, what it is too is th- th- they haven't focused enough on Taker's reasons. I mean, it's like if tr- let, let's say Trey and I get in a fist fight, and at the end of the night Trey beats my ass, I'm knocked out. He's the clear winner, you know. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking away. You know, I'm all bloodied up. Trey's raising his hand in victory. I spit in Trey's face and run away. Do you think he's going to be happy with that victory? No, because at the end of the day, I got the last laugh. Even though Taker won, he was carted out on a stretcher. So you can say, well, yeah, on paper I won that match, but Triple H got the last laugh. I think that's what they should be focusing on more than anything. They should really be saying, this is the first time ever that, you know, the Undertaker himself is issuing a challenge. He's not waiting for someone to challenge him. He's challenging Triple H because he's butthurt that his ass got carted out at the end of the day. And I think that's where they should be going with it. And we have some time left till Mania. Maybe they will go with that. Well, and yeah, you know, like, but... Mays, like Mays says in the chat room, the videos that they showed, uh, I don't know if they showed them this week or not, but they showed them last week of... Taker sitting at home watching mm-hmm. the video over and over again. You know they're they're doing the best they can to fuel Taker's reasons why. Yeah, true. All right, guys. Well, Bronx is not fat. Don't worry about that. But I hope you have a good night. I am fat. Have a good night, brother. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the phone call. Do we have somebody else on the line here? Yes, we do. Welcome All to right. News Live. Who's this? Oh, this is Mike. What's going on, man? What's up, Hi. Big Mike? <laughs> What's up, fellas, man? How y'all doing tonight? Oh, just hold it down, brother. How are you? Uh, I work on a rainy, snowy night. It's a, it's a rainy, snowy night here as well. Yeah, I'm going to be stuck at work probably till, ooh, probably till tomorrow afternoon. Now, <sighs> I will be stuck at work until 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't have to go until 12 noon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Bronx. Working in the hospital, I'm always going to have visions of of you (laughs) pushing patients down the steps and laughing at them out the wheelchair. (laughs) Well, here's a question. Did Zack Ryder show up at your hospital tonight? Uh, if he did, I'll probably push his ass out the bed, too. Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. You don't purposely let the white patients wait longer than the black patients, do you? Because that would be fucked up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Could have gone, gone an entire episode without some racist bullshit. <laughs> well, now, well, now, actually, no, no, uh, let me be quiet. Anyway. 
<laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, 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 let's see. The, the white boy has 10 gunshot wounds and the black guy has a paper cut. Well, you know what? You know, let's take the black dude first. See, I know um, that's uh, bullshit. I know that's bullshit because brothers don't have insurance. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who you are. And it comes down to it in the hospital. The motherfucker with six eyeballs and three peckers, he could be a freak, but if he's got insurance, his ass is going to the front of the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've noticed, that, you know, you can walk into the hospital with your heart in your hand and you'll tell them that the first thing they'll ask you is, well, what insurance do you have? And you say, well, I don't have any. Well, you know what? You just sit there and if the heart stops beating, let us know and we'll, you know, do something. <laughs> Well, basically, we don't have that problem because it's a county hospital right next to us. So, you know, that, that's, you know, that's pretty, they way the areas stay pretty crowded. <laughs> well, that's and even that's more fucked up. That's even more fucked up. Go to the <laughs> hospital and then tell you, hey, my fucker, look, I know you don't feel good and you're like vomiting blood and your buttholes turn inside out because you shit your pants all day long. But, uh, you need to go to the hospital across the street. I mean, actually, that happened a lot. Then telling you like, motherfucker, that's why I came over here because I was over there four, five hours. I'm like, okay, but you have to go back across the street. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, the state of healthcare. Damn, now what did I want to talk about last night related? This happened every time I call. Oh, okay. Why am I not, am I not surprised? <laughs> Okay, the, the TNA situation. Mm. Okay, I don't understand something. I'm quite sure TNA has a lot they don't more have, money. They don't have insurance. They don't have insurance either. Oh, uh, I hope this was for Jason Sarns, and I hope they do. <laughs> I think he's being taken care of. Okay, I really because yeah. they they didn't take care of Daphne, did they? Now that hmm. I don't know. Oh, but Wait. I'm sure her C1 vertebrae wasn't smashed either. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they're taking care of him. I really hope they are. Well, but, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it'd be pretty shitty. Uh, Dixie and Jeff Jarrett and all of them tweeting to pray for him if they're not going to take care of him. Yeah, that would be pretty shitty. But actually, it probably wouldn't shock me though, and that's bad to say, ain't it? <laughs> they drop off a fruit basket. <laughs> But, but you anyway, know, the TNA situation. The TNA with the would not turn down. I'm quite sure TNA has lots more money than RH. Why is it that RH they can go on the road and shoot their TV shows, but TNA can't? And I don't want to hear this about you need this big pyro and stage to go on to to go on to. No, you don't. See, if you remember when they was they did uh the overseas tour, I will pay in. Can't nothing be when they were showing the shot before they came through the curtain when they were showing the wrestlers, you know, those last couple of seconds while they was getting mentally prepared to go out in front of the crowd. Can't nothing right there be, can't no power or nothing beat that shot right there. Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, that right there, you don't, you don't need all that. You just need your live crowd. And that's what I understand. If all H, if they can do it every week, I mean, if they can go to different places and shoot they, TV shows. Why TNA can't? You don't have to be in front of 10, 15,000 people. You can do a show in front of 
3,000, 4,000 people, but just as long as it's in a different venue, that's all you have to do. And that's what I don't understand. Well, I think, too, you know, you have to remember, you have to go back to, to the biggest mistake, in my opinion, TNA ever made. ROH never tried to go up against the WWE. TNA did on Monday nights. And what happens now is if I think that psychologically a lot of people, when they watch TNA, because they have a decent television deal, they compare them to the WWE. And as far as production quality, as far as, in, in my opinion, the one thing that TNA has over the WWE is their in-ring performers. I actually was more entertained last night by the wrestling part of the pay-per-view than I've you know been with WWE. But with that being said, when you look at the amount of people in the impact zone and then you flip over you know on Monday to the WWE, I'm not saying this because I think it's true. I'm saying it because I think it's what the Marks think, that TNA is Bush League. And that's the problem because they do have a TV deal. ROH, TNA seen in far more households than ROH. So I think that the, the fans expect a lot more of them. And when they don't get it, they get pissed, which I'm not saying is right. It's just the way I see it. Okay, but, but one thing from ROH standpoint, at first I was like, uh, this Bush League, but the more I look at it, they give you great wrestling. And if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to enjoy the wrestling. Now, now it's like you say, if a lot of people, if you're in for, for the storylines and, you know, and the Seinfeld storylines, then that's fine. But I think TNA's just got it like, we're going to give you wrestling. That's what we're going to do. That's why I'm like, it shouldn't matter the size of the crowd. If you see the fans are passionate and they go ape shit over the performers, I don't care how many in there. When it comes to your town, you are you are going to want to go and be in that crowd. That's what I'm saying. I would agree with you 100%, Mike. And, I mean, and, and to end this, I think that the same people who bitch the loudest about TNA would be the first people who, if they were visiting Universal Studios, would go and see that motherfucker just because. And then after they saw it, they would go home and piss on it, you know? That's my problem. It's just, <clears throat> pardon me, it's just, you know, it, it's a mentality. It's just TNA's been, been stuck with negativity, it seems. And no matter what they do, I, I, I don't understand it. I can't explain it. I have no answer because I can't explain it. I just don't get it. I mean, I can explain it. It's like, you know, like I said, you know, you trade off y'all real men. Y'all not scared to express your opinion. I like TNA. A lot of people on the would like TNA, but like... Other radio shows is like if you say you like TNA, you're not in the cool crowd. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you like TNA? Well, you suck. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, that's what it's like. It's like some high school bullshit. You need yeah. to hang over here with the cool crowd. You can't hang with TNA. Like, what the fuck? I'm a man. I mean, if more people just stand up and say, I like TNA. It don't sucks. But it's like if you say you like TNA, you're not popular in the wrestling community. You like TNA? Well, you suck. You don't know shit about wrestling. You know? I agree, 100%. I agree. I well. Man, and back to your girl, Natalie, in the WWE, man, I think she had to piss somebody off backstage. Cause do you know what they did to Mickey James her last final couple of months there, the way they were calling her Piggy and just yeah, embarrassing yeah, right. her? Okay, it's like they're, they're doing the same thing to Natalie. I don't know who she pissed yeah. off of. What? Good, good, let her go. 
She'll go to TNA and have a great career. Yeah, L- let her go. You know, it, can you imagine? Can you imagine Natty being in the same division with Gail Kim, Tara, Mickey James, Velvet oh, Sky, wow. ODB? You know, Angelina Love, Winter. That's a fucking women's division, boys. Oh yeah, Madison, Madison Rain. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, TNA don't want to pull out steel cage matches with their divas and look and make it look great. Ain't no one the fuck WWE would try this shit. I mean, the knockouts. Ain't no way fuck WWE would try this shit with the divas. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> so, you know, it's stuff like that I'll tell us. You got an organization where the women are skilled enough to pull off a steel cage match. I guarantee you, you can't do that in a, a, a other organization. Ain't no way in hell. Well, yeah, it's like Dave Chappelle said. Ladies ladies of the world, if you want to keep your husband happy, you know, just out of the blue one day, just pull out your titty and lick it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Get one of the girls to pull out a titty, <laughs> we're all happy. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back exactly. next week. <laughs> And man, I'm not going to no, say this. No, I'm going to be watching Spike. They'll be watching Spike TV 30 minutes before Impact starts. <laughs> exactly. That's true. And another thing, I'm not going to believe I'm going to say this. I actually feel sorry for John Cena tonight. I'm like you, Bronx. I feel sorry for him. So they have to turn him heel because, I mean, everybody just hates this guy. And he hasn't really done that himself, been a, a good worker, just outstanding. I mean, a good worker. But like I said, his they need to change up. They gotta do something with him because I actually just feel sorry for the guy tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, the best time to have a person shit on you is when you're pitying them. So I, I'm yeah, really I, thinking either at WrestleMania or after WrestleMania, I, I can't see coming back from this. I can't see getting crowd support back behind John Cena. I, I think it has to happen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. I think it's gonna happen this year. Because, you know, it was like, you can tell from the crowd, but the crowd really meant it. They like, you could tell it really meant, we hate you. And <laughs> I actually felt sorry for seeing. I'm like, man, they, you definitely need to do, I know a lot of people like, ain't no way in hell they're going to turn them here because of merchandise. But, man, they really like hate this guy. I don't see what other way they could go. Well, I mean, they, here's the, They got to repackage him. Here's something John Cena did tonight that he did it in, inadvertently, but... What's the best? What's the one man who pisses off other men more than anyone else? A cock blocker. And right yeah. now, tonight, that's how John Cena is being seen. You know, the fans, I mean, and, you know, Eve, I think it was brilliant when she hit Ryder with that shit. The, the second she said, I just want us to be friends, that's, yeah. that's it. You're not getting in those drawers no matter what you do. It's over. So. You know, I think that, that that that's they planted the seed. Let's see where they go with it. All right, Michael, we yeah. gotta let you go, brother. We gotta get some more field goals. Hi, hi, folks, man. Oh, shout out to my man and then Zach and and Wild Maze in the chat, man. So, uh, brothers of the world, brothers of the world, unite! Hi, <laughs> <right>, man. <laughs> Later. Night, man. Goddamn crazy ass, you people. Fuck you, what do you mean, you people? people? All right, let's go to the phones. We got somebody else on the line. 
I believe we do. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who the hell is this? Hey, guys, it's Ashley. Hey, Ashley is my name, and it's a dude. <laughs> Just to clarify, yes. Um, I, made the, I made the mistake originally. The, the reason I say that is because I thought the first time I saw Ashley in chat, I thought Ashley was a female. Yeah. yeah. That is he fair. To, he had to call in and clarify. <laughs> I mean, it's like that gymnast who's called Sean. Can't remember her name. She was on Dancing with the Stars or something. Oh yeah. But yeah, Jericho finished seventh on there. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. Apparently. W- I wonder I what Brodus Clay would do on there. Call finished twelfth. Yeah. What the fuck happened to Brodus Clay? I mean, really? that was a that was a failed experiment. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking because we've only got four matches on the card. Is he going to appear on the pay per view again for no yeah. reason? No, I don't think so. Me neither. I think they're. I think they're done with him. I think they're uh, bring him back off. Town. I think they're gonna. They are. They have already started. To, the he didn't wrestle tonight, did he? No. Nope. Not, mm-hmm. All right. But they're gonna. I think they've already decided to take him off camera, and uh, they are going to repackage him. Because if you, you know, notice on WWE or WWE twelve. He doesn't come out as the Funkasaurus. He comes out as something completely different. Yeah, because they didn't know the Funkasaurus was in the uh, in the lines, shall we say. Yeah, but how the fuck do you repackage him? I mean, you mentioned this a while ago, Trey. You know, you all right, motherfucker comes back in three months and he's killing everyone. And you're like, that's a motherfucker who called his mom. I mean, really? Well, <laughs> you know? They just, that's a challenge for the creative team. Oh, by the way, WWE is looking for a new creative guy, if any, a new writer. If anybody wants to uh, submit a resume, send it up to Stanford. I thought about it. I would try, but then it would just involve me and all the divas. <laughs> would be That's a bit true. egotistical. That's true. But also, the other guy that I noticed that was supposed to be getting a push, according to the rumors, and never has since the rumors grew, was Mason Ryan. Um, Despite the fact that he's in that shape and physique that WWE is known to love. Right. Um, I don't know what to tell you on that. I've been too out of the loop. Um, Maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's just, uh, you know, maybe he's still a wellness policy. Hell, we don't know. Or maybe it's that, you know, you you also have to remember you don't, it's never a good idea to have a guy who's reminiscent of another guy. And the way they had first pushed him every time he came out, the first name that popped into your head was Batista. Batista. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because he's Welsh. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Well, look, the, the only other person who I know that is ve- very proudly Welsh is Rob Terry. And look what's happening to him in TNA. Yeah, but. He's kind of the victim of his own suckability. Mm. Suckability. <laughs> that is a technical term, by the way. Yeah, of course it is. He's not going to come out and put on four-star Shawn Michaels-type matches. So Yeah. You can't blame him for using him. They're, they're, using, they're using him on TNA to give him more TV time, but he's probably worth I'm pleased, though, that wrestling has turned itself around because for the first couple of weeks, 
Right. WWE and TNA was really making me go, why am I watching this anymore? But now that WWE is starting to get into WrestleMania mode and I guess TNA with whatever's happening backstage and the fact it's working to lockdown, which is their, I guess, their equivalent SummerSlam or Survivor Series, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. They've been putting on good stuff. I mean, I won't say anything out in case it offends anybody in chat, but some interesting stuff seems to have gone down in the tapings for this week. Nice. Which seems um, good and intriguing. And I I really want... I'm I'm stoked by this Triple H Undertaker thing. You know, at first, I, at first, I was thinking I don't want to see this again. But it's just the way that they're doing this angle, and the the promo tonight was just oh, brilliant. And I love the, the the cutting of the hair. I don't fully, yeah. Perhaps, well, they're, perhaps it, they're acknowledging the wig was crap. Let's get rid of it. Well, no. What they did is, is that you know you can't have an Undertaker just debut bald. So they put. The- yeah, the wig on so he can start cutting promos and make an appearance or two. Now to cover their ass by WrestleMania, he's gonna eventually shave his head, and that's the guy that you're gonna get for WrestleMania. And he will look like Kane. Um. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the appeal of the Triple H, you know, Sean thing is that. Um, unless you're a huge mark and really don't follow the business in any way, everybody knows they're friends. And I mean, if my best friend came out to me and talked shit like these guys did tonight, A, it would hurt me and B, it would make me think. So, I, you know, I thought it was excellent. I mean, they got really, they got more personal than anyone would have thought they did, especially with Triple H basically saying, you know, you're, you're, sitting at home, you know, plowing the fucking fields, and I'm out here every week trying to keep this yeah. beast alive. And, you know, and then, you know, Sean telling him, you, you've you've become the guys that we used to fight against in DX. That's basically what he was saying. you become that corporate fucking suit-wearing shill. It got pretty damn personal, and I think it, it really helps with push the angle. The, the great thing is, though... Both with Triple H and Michaels and arguably a combination of all three of Undertaker, Michaels and Triple H. It's, they both know how to do great matches. Well, you haven't had a bad match out of that combination, so at least you're getting your money's worth when you yeah. see it. It may not be your number one choice, but at least they're going to put on a great show. Well, I love what Triple H said to Sean. As you know, he basically told Sean, we're at era right now you know i'm basically done you're definitely done you know the guys from our era are gone the new kid coming up and the undertaker is the only remnant that we have left from our era and i don't want to be the one guy who comes out and fucks that up i thought that was yeah that's that's when he brings in the business angle you know right thinking with his heart and his head right which makes perfect sense yeah all right, Ashley, we're going to get the hell out of here, brother. Okay. Um, I'm going home in an ambulance, apparently. All right. <laughs> well, guys. Uh, be safe. Well, make sure, you don't <laughs> go to, make sure you don't go to Mike's hospital. Because yeah, you better have insurance. <laughs> now, well, appar- apparently mine has Eve Torres in it, so you never know. I might, I, I, I might get a tongue down the throat. Or carpal tunnel. 
Yeah. Anyway. So. Night, guys. All right, man. All right, well, that's going to do it, man. I got to get out of here and go to work. Uh, I apologize for cutting the call segment short. Um, but duty calls and y'all don't pay my bills. So, with that being said, I want to thank the Bronx Father. I want to thank Brass Eye for producing. Um, I want to thank JJ for having the network that gives us a home. And, uh, you know, good to have him back this week on Friday for Unplugged. So make sure you tune in to catch JJ as he returns to the network on Friday for his baby, Unplugged. Going to be a good show. Uh, make sure you tune in for that. Uh, Bronx, any final words? Uh, well, you know, the last two weeks have, have really been an honor for me to get tapped to do this show. You know, we're going on 16 years. Like you said, anniversaries coming up. And, you know, March 1st will be uh, basically, unless I'm mistaken, uh, the anniversary of, you know, JSK leaving us. So for me to do this show, you know, I, I really do appreciate it. And for JJ and you, Trey, to have faith in me for doing this show, it's something I won't soon forget. So thanks a lot, Trey. And thank you, JJ, if you're listening. Um, well, you're still be a part of the show because the boss has tapped you as the raw recapper. So, right. Make sure you stay prepared for that. Um, Brass High, great job producing tonight as always. And uh, on that note, we're going to get the hell out of here so I can go earn a paycheck and we will see you guys next week for more wrestling news live. Go buy your goddamn t-shirts people. We'll hell see yeah. you then. Peace out. Peace. Good night.
Live is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.